Well, yeah, you can't just list anything. That's outrageous. Can you list a mother's love? (laughs) Hosting and bandwidth provided by the Blue Box Group. Check them out at bluebox.net. This episode is sponsored by Component One, makers of Widgmo. If you need stunning UI elements or awesome graphs and charts, then go to widgmo.com and check them out. Don't panic, they'll be paid for most of this episode is sponsored by Pier 60 Incorporated. Pier 60 Incorporated knows that the best JavaScript developers hone their skills by listening to JavaScript Jabber podcast. If you're looking for a front end or full stack development opportunity helping Fortune 100 companies understand their customers better, email jobs at pier60.com. Do you wish you could be part of the discussion on JavaScript Jabber? Do you have a burning question for one of our guests? Now you can join the action at our membership forum. You can sign up at javascriptjabber.com slash jabber, and there you can join discussions with the regular panelists and our guests. Hey everybody, and welcome to episode 100 of the JavaScript Jabber Show. This week on our panel, we have Aaron Frost. Hello. Mary Christensen. Hey guys. AG O'Neill. Coming at you live from OAuth land, which happens to be Provo. Jameson Dance. Hey, friends. Joe Eames. Hey there. And I'm Charles Maxwood from devchat.tv. And this week, we're going to do something a little bit different for episode 100. We're just going to talk about the show, how it works, some of our favorite moments, things like that. And just, you know, in general, enjoy the fact that we are now doing our 100th episode. Can you guys believe we've done 100 of these? Kind of crazy. You know, it's amazing. I haven't even been around for all 100. I think I joined around episode, uh, well, let's see, what was it? I want to say like 26? Yeah, something like that. It was earlier than, you know, half, but it still feels like I've been, you know, doing JS Jabber for a while. I was a guest on 68 and joined sometime in the 80s as a panelist. So lots of in that era. Yeah, Yeah. AJ and Jameson were on the original (laughs) panel. And then we had Tim Caswell. No, Tim wasn't even on the original, was he? No, uh, Yehuda Katz was. Yehuda Katz was. Wow. And I think Peter Cooper, Peter Cooper helped us start it off. Yeah. yeah. So but. Peter Cooper's been an original panelist on two of my shows because he was also on Ruby Rogues when we started it. And It's kind of unfortunate that you lost your British guy. Like, most places have a token British accent. Mm-hmm. Well, here we have Aaron's fake British accent, so... Yeah. That's more piratey than anything else. <laughs> I love it. I can make it more piratey, but it is what it is. <laughs> Guys, did you know that I dress up as a pirate sometimes? That's I believe it's... One part about this show is AJ's constant ability to make me lose my words, you know? Like, yeah. he'll, say, he'll say something and I'll just be like, uh... Yeah, it's like, like, I just have no words. I don't know what to say to that. And then the next thought that goes into my head is, I don't have anything that I even want to say to that. My first thought is, I hope that's under like appropriate circumstances, because there's Do, a lot of inappropriate chances no, to dress up. No, as a there pirate. are no inappropriate circumstances in which you dress up as a pirate. So, Waiting in line at new, McDonald's, dress up as a pirate, not a big deal. And most appropriate circumstance, talk like a pirate day, Krispy Kreme, free donuts if you're dressed as a pirate. You have to wait in line true? for like two hours, but it's worth it if you're with little kids. So as a new panelist... I've never known. I've I've wanted to ask. I've never asked. Is it normal to just kind of ignore some of the things AJ says? <laughs> what did AJ say? Something? <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, AJ, 
AJ, we love you. Yeah. We love you. It's okay. Sometimes I wonder why Chuck doesn't kick me off the show. Like, sometimes I'm a little bit scared. Like, is today going to be the day that Chuck kicks me off the show? You, you know, don't... sometimes Chuck wonders why Chuck doesn't kick you off the show. <laughs> oh. So, but, but, then, but then I think back on what you said, and I just laugh my head off. The beautiful constant, AJ, is your yo-yo coming at you live from the same place pretty much every week. Like, I want to believe that you're this world traveler, that one day you're going to be like, yo-yo, coming at you live from somewhere different than Provo. But you always have a way of dressing up Provo, you know? Well, I think I started that when I was in, maybe in Philadelphia or when I was in Iowa. There were a couple weeks last year when I was traveling, and so I was in a different city for like four episodes. And then I dropped off the face of the planet and wasn't back on the show for like three months. That was Iowa. He dropped off the edge of the planet. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's true. I've seen it. There is a little bit of, of a ripple in uh, space-time there. If you've ever had an ocular migraine, you know what a, a space-time ripple looks like. So there's one of those in there. You just fall in and pop out I was thinking, later. oh my gosh, I have to go look up ocular migraine now. <laughs> I was well, thinking it'd be way awesome if we took every AJ saying, come out to live from blank, edit them all together. And so it was coming at you live from blah, 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 all in a row. Actually, that should be a special feature. We'll sell that, that should... soundbite yeah. by default. There you go. I want royalties. We're going to sponsor, sponsor that one soundbite. Yeah. yeah, we'll put it into a, like little ringtones or something so you can have notification messages on your phone. Yo, yo, yo. Yeah, we've picked on uh, AJ enough. I'll open up the door to picking on me. I consider myself, as Jameson put it, the prodigal son of JS Jabber. Like, I'm the hit or miss. You never know if I'm in a show. So I, I'm also lucky that Chuck hasn't kicked me off the show. Well, we just pinged Joe, and he's like, I'm texting him right now. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote this by doing the AJ thing. Man, so. my, my, life, my life's just a complete mess, if you guys only knew. Your aura of mystique. <laughs> That's the goal, man. It's the whole goal. What's he up to? I want to be like the... a superhero cave right now. <laughs> no, I, that's I, right. I, I had some sort of celebrity personality to relate to. Like, I don't want to be the Kanye West of JavaScript, but I'm willing to be that if I have to. Tell me honestly, Merrick, <laughs> do you have a fortress of solitude? Oh, man, I don't even. I'm going to be real with you, Joe, and say I don't even know what that means or where you're going with that. <laughs> <laughs> what, just... what it is is he. When he's getting ready to go to work, he puts his cape on, slides down the pole, and then drives out through the waterfall. <laughs> I think we've got a serious issue we've got to discuss here. Did you say you don't know what the Fortress of Solitude is? I'm yeah. not guessing it's a Batman reference. Nope. No. You just, no. Went, oh. you just oh. went down one notch on, on the geek list. No kidding. I think you dropped, like, if one notch is, if we're looking at logarithmic order, then yes, I'll agree with that. <laughs> Comic books aren't really my scene, I'm sorry. And AJ just went up one notch on the geek list. <laughs> I've never picked a comic as part of my picks. Yeah, of course. I'm going to pick one today. That's how cool I am. Well, Merrick, what, do you, what always... do you call it when you work from home? Because um, I'd, I'd call in, I'd be like, hey guys, I'm in the Fortress of Solitude today, and then I'd hang up the phone. Merrick so says can... he's taking some Merrick time. I call in and I'm like, hey guys, it's everything I can today to get out of bed. <laughs> no, the Fortress of Solitude as a coder is where you go when you don't want to be annoyed by coworkers that are going to be asking you, how does this work? Can you help me with this? Can you check this? And you just want to be able to actually get work done. See, the problem is, is I am that coworker that's always asking everybody those things. <laughs> yeah. Makes sense now. That a lot Makes too. sense now. So one I, other aspect what, of the show I want to bring up is the music. Everybody asks me what the music is, and I'm always like, um... I think the band is Inu, the Bailey. 
I can't remember where to find it. Okay, I will tell you the tale of the music. The tale of the music is for the first few episodes, we used this royalty-free track that Chuck found, which was royalty-free, which is really cool. But it sounded like like a cover of some crappy, who's Smash Mouth band or something? I don't know. So it sounded royalty-free? It sounded totally free. Like, no one would pay money for it. Not even royalty would use it for free. It might have yeah. been free. And Chuck is a hero because he got it together, so he had music, but I just didn't like it. So then I, I just emailed the band and asked them if we could use their song. I don't feel like it's like JavaScript Jabber particularly well. It's just a song I really liked when I got <laughs> sick of the music. Wait, That's hold on. Funny. Hold on. Are you talking about the song, the one that goes, there'll be pay for most of us? Yeah. You it's picked the, that? It's the intro song. Yeah. Why did you do that? I hate that song. I always think it's so weird. <laughs> AJ. <laughs> We'll have words after this. <laughs> I was about to say that I that I learned from all this making fun of Merrick and AJ that I'm above reproach. That's what I realized, but right. apparently not anymore. Right. Because I picked this song. Have you heard that song? Yeah, dude. <laughs> They're one of my favorite bands. AJ, have you never listened to an episode from the light from the site? <laughs> Do you know? I think that I've, that's I've the never. I don't think I've ever listened to one of like the early ones, or I just didn't remember. Because whenever I listen to it, it's always that there will be pay for all of us. <laughs> I think only like the first two or three episodes have whatever music I found on it. We'll call it Chuck's Lament. <laughs> That's the name. <laughs> yeah, now people are going to go back and listen to episode one just so they can hear it. So, I know I am. Yeah. Another thing I think would be hilarious to talk about would be the crazy locations we've recorded from physically. You do not want to know what I use this mute button for. <laughs> <laughs> Jameson is mostly in the bathrooms. Mostly. I want to know, Jameson. Yeah, where that. I want no, to know. You, well, you'll have to not know. It's, it's part of your mystique. Say. It's part of your mystique and mystery. Don't say use our imagination. No. Please don't. Oh, man. Because <laughs> I think I've recorded from some fairly crazy locations, some episodes. Like, like where? the mountaintops? Well, what do you well, mean? Obviously, the little rooms at Domo are a fairly interesting location because they're those little tiny rooms, and there's paper-thin walls, and then the rooms next to you, you got salespeople yelling on the phone at some random customer, right? Not to mention your Domo, like, sales train whistle thing. Yeah, that was <laughs> Sorry, guys. Sweet. Yeah, we had a whistle came on. But I would like to point out that that, in, so that entire sales celebration system, we have like a full on industrial sized train horn that goes off to celebrate when a customer is happy. And, uh, that is all powered with JavaScript and Node. So it is oh. in some sense of promotion for the podcast. It's JavaScript. It's all using WebSockets and JS. So it's, I mean, I think it's appropriate. That right. should be our entry song. To that be should frank. be. Just the <laughs> yeah, with the gain turned way up, so it's really loud. There you go. Yeah. Woo! Woo! <laughs> in addition to that, I've recorded, literally, I have recorded from while sitting in my parked car in the parking lot at Domo. I remember some of those. <laughs> yes. And it was absolutely horrible because it was in the summer, and so it was hot, right? And mm. I can't turn the air conditioning on because there's too much background noise. Oh, my gosh, AJ. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I would mute my mic and then open up the door and let a little bit of cool air in. And when I needed to talk, I'd shut my door because it was right next to the freeway, so you can't, I couldn't leave the door open. Right. Otherwise, there's too much noise. I'd then shut the door and then unmute my mic and then talk and then mute my mic and open the door back up because it was so hot in that car. Oh, that, was, that was also a time frame where everyone at work wondered if Joe's wife had left him or something <laughs> because he had nowhere to go. <laughs> Just this poor guy living out of his hot car. Right. 
Have you guys ever recorded in anywhere interesting? I'm boring. Man, I, I've done the car thing once, and it was pretty unsustainable. I remember one episode where uh, somebody called in, and we kicked him off. It was like over Edge Network or something, like 3G <laughs> Skype, and like the sound quality was so bad. It was like, I'm pretty sure this person dude. who remains nameless was driving at the time. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't it? AJ, I was trying to preserve your reputation. Yeah, bro. Look, look. We're trying to be fetching gentle, and you got to throw yourself. I remember that. It sucked. I was like, (laughs) wow, this is the worst thing ever. Yeah, I remember dropping you on purpose. Oh, yeah, guys. I'm at Disneyland right now. I'm about to ride the Magic Mountain, so I'm (laughs) where we're going up. That would be awesome. I, I have done it from some clients' offices. I've traveled a few times, and I remember recording a couple of shows from a client's office. I don't know if this was one of them, but I've also just taken the digital audio recorder and just sat down with people and recorded stuff. Oh, I want to know what your guys' favorite episodes have been. I was looking through the list. Yeah? Uh, a lot of them, I feel like, are ones I wasn't on. I don't know if there's a theme there, but I really <laughs> like the V8 one that we did. I think it was episode 8. There was just some really good info about V8 internals. and Didn't we like, talk about V8 and Dart on that same episode? Yeah. yeah. It was a similar team, right? I yeah. really liked that one, and that was one of the ones I wasn't on, but that was one of those ones that just for me was like blowing me away. Yeah. You know, that was almost two years ago, so maybe it's time to get guys back in here. That'd be super cool. Yeah. I loved the one with David Herman when we talked about effective JavaScript. Oh, that was oh, so yeah. good. That book is really good, and he's also just incredibly eloquent. He was a great guest because he could pull interesting things out of our dumb questions, which is a talent, definitely. Yeah, Yeah. I think James Burke was one of my favorites, talking about Required JS. He's such a, he's a very personable liaison. Well, the episode with David Herman and uh, Aria Hidayat about parsing ASTs and language grammar, I remember that being one of those episodes where I was just like, I can't even follow what these guys are saying. <laughs> yeah, it broke my brain. Yeah. <laughs> I think another one that surprised me a little bit after we had it, but when we had Scott Hanselman on, episode 71, you know, I was like, okay, Microsoft, I mean, whatever. And he came on and he kind of gave us a bad time about having a bad attitude about Microsoft, <laughs> which was totally deserved, by the way. And yeah. But at the same time, I mean, you know, he came in, he, he was all class. You just really, you know, by the time he he left, it was like, you know, they really too kind to get it, or at least they have people over there that get it. That was literally like our only episode that's had any real amount of drama to it. And I don't know, most teachers, I'm sure. No, dude, the episode where we had Yehuda Katz and Jeremy Ashkenaz was like like the Jerry Springer show, man. Okay, that's right. Like, I I just wanted to be like, Jerry, Jerry. It was just so out of hand. Well, there's a story to the Hanselman episode that I think is worth telling the listeners. They probably didn't, may or may not have ever noticed, but there was a blog post written. You know, so Hanselman gets, like, he's worried, or he's thinking that maybe we're attacking him, and Aaron and I are the ones shooting questions, and we're really not trying to, but just the way that our questions are, and we don't necessarily understand exactly what he does at Microsoft, which is kind of our problem, and so... We were throwing questions out that he just had no idea about. And so he's just trying to, you know, like, toe the party line for Microsoft. And so then this blog post gets written afterwards about how we, like, jumped on him like a bunch of, you know, paparazzi reporters, right? (laughs) Asking him about his campaign funds. (laughs) And it's a scathing blog post. So I talked to him over Skype and, like, apologized profusely. And he was completely cool about it. He's like, no, 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 no big deal. But the real, real question cool. is, is did he write a follow-up blog post apologizing for scathing? 
Well, it was somebody else that had written the blog post about it. It wasn't him. Oh, it was okay. totally somebody else that listened to it and then was like just ripping us for having jumped all over Scott. It's been a while since the internet mob has come after us. Yeah, it has, at least that I've noticed. Yeah, they also came after us a little bit over the Jason APIs episode. Yeah. But- I don't know any of this stuff. I didn't know there was an internet mob that came after us ever. Yeah, what what was the one about the JSON APIs? I'm interested to hear that. Oh, well, that was tough, dude. What, what it basically boiled down to was we tackled a broad topic, and I don't think we went into depth on enough of the ways of doing things where people really have strong opinions about it, so we didn't do justice yeah. to any of the methods of doing it. Actually, if I remember right, AJ, you dropped off on that session, didn't you? I remember being there for it. I might have cut out with like an internet problem or something, but... I remember being there. One of the main commenters that was flaming us, he said, actually, there's only one person on the podcast who actually understands rest, and he dropped off. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was AJ. (laughs) Oh, man. You know, I got to say, my favorite episodes have been the Dave Herman episode with Effective JS. I loved that book. It's still my favorite JavaScript book to date. Like, it was just this mind-opening book from this language that I've been coding in full-time for, like, five years, you know? But it still had so much in there that I was just so blown away by. I loved the episode with, I can't pronounce his name very well, but Araya Hidat, but the Esprima parser. But the episode that I really actually liked and I didn't think I would like was the episode on burnout. Just because it was good for me to hear the authenticity of the other panelists around burnout and addressing it kind of honestly and openly because we, you know, as engineers, we're all tra- way better than we deserve in the first place by our employers. So it almost feels like an injustice to acknowledge burnout. But I really like that episode because of the authenticity I experienced, particularly from Jameson. Oh, thanks. I feel like I was group therapy. That was a Dr. Phil episode. <laughs> Did everyone just... get to say the favorites? I uh, want to chime in with two, and they're not my favorites because of the content. They're my favorites because of the people. So episode 79 was Lodash with John David Dalton, and I just have a man crush on that guy because he's such a boss. Like, sometimes I go to use a JavaScript library, and, you know, I'm on GitHub, and I take a look at the the issues because maybe, like, I'm having a problem and I want to see. And, like, undoubtedly, if that library has underscore in it, he'll have an issue open that's... Why aren't you using Lodash instead? <laughs> like, that guy, he brings a competitive nature to programming that very few people have. And, but he is so like, he's such a sweet talker. Like he doesn't, he doesn't come across as like super punk. He just like is super punk. I think that depends on who you are. I'm sure some people would think he comes across super punk. I personally, he's the guy that I'm just like, well, I can't disagree with any point that he makes. So I'm just going to have to get on his team. I think he's awesome. Um, yeah, I do too. I really like him. And then Reginald Braithwaite. Oh, uh, yeah, that was yep. excellent. The the episode uh, 70, JavaScript Allongé. Yeah, that um, was excellent. Yeah. Like, I just love the way that he, I don't remember the content as much as I just remember the feeling that he projected of, like, just really, like, sipping in JavaScript and, like, breathing it and feeling the aroma. Like, the title of the book really goes well with, kind of the way he described his experience as a coder, like very more like artistic in in a sense, you know? I really liked Reginald. And he didn't he sponsor a couple of episodes, Chuck? Yeah, he sponsored for that? like two months. What a great guy, you know? I thought that was really cool of him to support. Yeah. Hey, Aaron, what, what about you? So my favorite ones were the John David Dalton. I really liked that session. And like AJ, I have a big man crush on him. I also have a wicked man crush like a mental attraction 
it's transcending into the physicalness <laughs> to David Herman. And uh, the guy is pretty awesome. To I also like to David Herman. Dave Herman. That was Dave Herman, yeah. And then also Alex Russell talking about the TC39 and the process that they go through to, to you know, further the, the API. So Yeah, that was pretty enlightening, wasn't it? Yeah. I just wanted to bring up one more that I really like. I don't really remember anything we talked about in the episode, but the end. That was the one we did with Fat and Alex McCaw about Bauer. Oh, yeah. I just remember that he picked like hot dog chips or something as one of his picks. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. Shout out to the picks on that one. So, so Chuck, I think it would be way awesome if we could put together like a poll and ask poll the users as to which episode of the first hundred was their favorite. I could do that. I can also tell you that by downloads, the most popular episode by about 5,000 downloads was episode four where <laughs> Jeremy and uh, Yehuda were discussing the differences between Ember and Backbone. Let me give you the top ten by download. That was the top one. That one's had 24,874 downloads. And just to give you an idea, the next one has 19,024 downloads. And that was Impact JS with Dominic Zebluski. I killed his name, I know. And then the next ones are episode one. And then episode 12, where we talked about design patterns. Then episode five, JavaScript objects. And then episode two, the right way to build web applications. And then episode 86, and that's Ember.js with Discourse with Robin Ward. The eighth one is AngularJS, episode 32, and then episode 71 with uh, Scott Hanselman, and then number 10 was Node with Michael Rogers. It'd be interesting to see those normalized by date somehow, so it's not weighted so much towards the ones which have been out. I know, when I, when I heard that, I kind of felt like we were the TV show that stayed on too long. You know, <laughs> yeah. like, ooh, we got all our good ideas out right at the start. Well, yeah. it's like when someone write, starts reading a book or something, they've usually read the first, like, five times, the first part of it, because you say you're going to get through it, but you never get through it. And so the first part, you know, my memory, and then the end part, you yeah. kind of trickle yeah. on. So most people started right. it and probably yeah. never finished it. Yeah, I get it. I've been born of goodly parents a few times, if you know what I'm saying. I get it. I yeah. get you know, <laughs> but, but at the same time, I mean, we have episodes 80, 84, and 86 in there, and episode 71. So, I mean, those were definitely things that hit people in the right place. Right. Another episode that's totally worth mentioning is the uh, Specialized versus Monolithic with James Holiday and Tom Dale. Oh, yeah. man. Despite the technical difficulties. That was a good yeah. one. And that you was know, where Substack's Skype was broken. Because yeah, that was, te- was terrible. Which it would have been so much better with that. Unix. I, I've gotten so much feedback on that, like emails and stuff, where people are saying, look, what you need to do is you need to go back and have Tom Dale come on for one and then have Substack come on for one. And, you know, and that way they both can say their piece. Yeah, <laughs> that was a real Jerry Springer style episode too. Yeah, it was. See, I love those. Like, I love it when people express how they really feel. Like when it starts to surface to the point that emotion breaks out and it's no longer just details, but it's like morally wrong or right. <laughs> so I'm just. It is a little interesting that JSJ could also stand for Jerry Springer Jabber. True. That's <laughs> true. That's my stuff. Yeah. <laughs> So a, a few other milestones that we hit. Last month, we hit our one millionth download. January was our first month to go over 70,000 downloads in one month. And February was 69,884. So if we'd had three more days, I'm just saying we would have beat it. 
it's generally been trending upward with our listenership, and that's all on the listeners. I mean, that's awesome. I'm so glad. I see tweets all the time, people saying, check out JavaScript Jabber, and I really, really appreciate that. Yeah. So here's another interesting one. What about guests that you guys would like to see on that we haven't had or episodes on a technology we'd like to have that we haven't had? I want to have Jen Schiffer on to talk yeah. about California style sheets. I think that would be really educational. Or PHP the hood parts. Man, yeah, she is, she is just awesome. Good. I just love following her. She's hilarious. Julie Ralph with Protractor, the testing tool on here. We, we talked to the guys from Facebook about Huxley, and I think it'd be interesting to talk to her about. Yeah, she's scheduled. Oh, terrific. Yeah. I would love to see us have Brandon Ike on. That's yeah. what I was going to say. Yeah, that would be amazing. The father. The father yeah. from himself. And Anders, I don't know how to say his last name, Heilberg. Yeah, that would be amazing. Author. And, and then, C-Sharp. yeah, that new framework, the new uh, Express type framework, ZOA. ZOA? ZOA, Z-O-A. That's it's just A-O-A. A. What? Are we no, he, must, he must be talking about something different than us, dude. Yeah, ZOA. Are you talking about ZOA.js? That's just a Yeah, ZOA.js. That's a weird name. Are you, are you sure you're not talking about Koa.js, bro? No, definitely not. Can you link this? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to find it. I feel like you're making this up. Yeah, Google is failing me here, so. It's also just a weird name. It's like calling your project Super Express JS. It's like so similar sounding. You're trying to fool people to go to your framework instead. I'm going to find it. Ruby on sales. Yeah. <laughs> Ruby on sales. That Ruby was a great sales. event. <laughs> I was there. I'm Koa JS, huh? Well, I no, Joe's pretending like there's something called Zoa JS, but I'm just waiting for him to drop the act. I, pr- I probably got the right I probably got the wrong name. I'm gonna f- I gotta find it. Well, well, well. Koa's there. Just relax, just relax. I'm gonna start a project now and call it Zoa JS. I'm too, just because it's the only way I can get anyone to use my open source projects. You know? <laughs> Is to have Joe mention it erroneously. It's the John Travolta effect. You just get it's someone to horribly mispronounce your name, and then you get more famous. Current event humor, in case this gets listened to years later. <laughs> just imagine I'm really topical and witty. Oh, just in case we're making history. Yep. I don't think we've had... TJ Holloway check on here, which no, that guy. I, is, I would love to talk about. He is like eighty percent of the code I use. I feel like. Yeah, he's he kind of is a huge contributor to Node.js. You know, like when people think Node, who aren't really deep into Node, they often think TJ Holloway check or Express or Jade or Mocha. You know, Super Agent or Should or Coparallel or Commander or insert any other popular library here. But uh, he would be an awesome guy to get on here, but he's so busy writing code, I don't know if he ever takes the time to talk yeah. to people. He wrote Stylus. A lot of people Stylus, have like a full yeah. stack built yeah. around that. Yeah. So he's... I have to say that the way that we tend to get our uh, guests onto the show is that uh, one of us will mention it either on the show or to Mandy, and then Mandy will go track him down. And so I wouldn't be shocked if we wind up lining some of these people up here within the next few months. Yeah, that would be terrific to talk Shout to Shout out to Mandy. Yep. In fact, mm-hmm. it's funny, this show hasn't experienced any of these issues, but when we started Ruby Rogues, I had a different assistant who was editing the shows and doing all that work. And just to fill the, the listener in a little bit, we record these shows. I actually call everybody on Skype. We're just all in the same channel. And then I record it into my digital audio recorder. It's an Ederall R-09. And... What I do then is I copy it off of there onto my computer and I send it over Dropbox to Mandy. And then Mandy edits it and writes the show notes and puts it up. 
And anyway, it was, it's been a really just terrific process. But when we started Ruby Rugs, I had a different assistant who was doing the editing and he would get three or four episodes behind. So we would release like two or three or four episodes at a time and drove people crazy. And so Mandy's just been super consistent and a big part of the way that we do these shows. And so I, I definitely want to shout out to her and just, you know, thank her for all the work. She's also starting her own consultancy called DevReps. You can go to DevReps.com and hire her or one of the folks. that She's been pretty particular about vetting people. So you're definitely going to get somebody good if you go to her and hire somebody. Plus, Chuck, the fact that you're like the godfather of podcasts, like tech podcasts. Oh, I don't know about that. I think Leo Laporte owns that title. I feel like we need to start some, start some fights with Leo. And just make get real, get real territorial, you know. Let's not. I'm trying to get onto one of his shows. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, so yeah, you guys are right. Koa is what I was talking about. By oh well, well, oh, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Who would have thought? <laughs> so I, I hit TJ Holloway check up over Twitter, right, to get him to come on and talk. As uh, Tim would attest to, he does not want to come on and talk. So then I asked him for a referral, and some other guy was like, yeah, maybe in a few months, like for somebody who knows and has worked with Koa can talk about it intelligently. So if you know Koa and can talk about it intelligently, please contact us. Well, yeah, or, or even Express.js, you know, I think yeah. we could get some of the contributors to Express on here because that, that framework is definitely more prolific than Koa. Koa is definitely interesting because it's using all the new generator stuff. and But Express, right. I mean, it's kind of the, the blessed child. I would like to see Crockford talking about controversy. I bet we get that guy to get some. Let's get some Crockford blood boiling. fat on here, but we'll surprise him with fat. Like, oh, Crockford. <laughs> oh, like on Maury or something? Exactly. Can they bring out the chicken to the person it's, who's afraid of chicken. That's exactly what I'm going to do. Well, um, Crockford, we've got someone here you might think is interesting to talk to. Uh, Jacob Thornton? Yeah. <laughs> we've done a DNA test. You're his father. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. (laughs) That would be terrible or wonderful, dude. It's like a true Star Wars moment. (laughs) Jason, I'm your father. No! (laughs) That's impossible! (laughs) Oh, fetch. I'm surprised you know what Star Wars is. Yeah, me too. I actually, you can't work with Joe and not have an intimate understanding of Star Wars. Like, Joe's son's middle name is literally Anakin. Is that not true, Joe? That, Isn't... that is true. That is a true fact. And Joe wears a Star Wars t-shirt at least every week? Yeah. Joe, I don't know if you know this, but Anakin is the name you give to a dog, not a human. <laughs> oh, That's man. low, bro. That's low. Thoughts. I totally thought that Merrick was going to say, literally once a week, Joe comes into the office wearing a big robe and cowl. Hey, I own a Roman cowl that I won at Domo on their May the 4th celebration. Yeah, we did do a May the 4th, like May the 4th be with you celebration, and they hired some Jedis to come in here and (laughs) they do at Disneyland. And so, uh, office perks in this age for all Joe's Java code. The name he names it like dot jar, so that when he builds it into a jar, it's jar jar. <laughs> jar jar. Oh <laughs> man, that is the worst thing to ever happen to. Yeah. So I, I actually do don't it. think that Jar Jar Binks was as bad as the Padme Anakin love story that just didn't work. And also, I want to backpedal for a second and say I'm sorry to anybody who's named Anakin. It's just that I've met several dogs named Anakin, but I've never met a person named Anakin before. So, like, I take it back. <laughs> so, how That's about cool. interesting picks? Can you guys think of any interesting picks 
I remember uh, there was knows. a long stretch where Chuck forgot to come up with picks, so he would just pick like working on his car. <laughs> <laughs> you look around something in the room. Yeah, like I what played did the I fifth. do this week? I fixed my engine. I'm gonna pick this wrench that I used. <laughs> and I wanted to make fun of him, but I was obviously I liked uh, I liked is when he picked nonviolent communication because that was a book that I followed through and read, and I really liked it. I didn't pick that one. That no, was Isaac's. Isaac's is IZS is oh. what his Twitter handle is. Sorry. There's the uh, Zumba was big. The Zumba made it onto the picks list. No, the Roomba, the iRobot thing. The the iRoomba. DJ Roomba. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's I, a weird pick. You know, now that I think about it, we're kind of coming short on picks, aren't we? We should make another poll that asks people, do you care about picks? And then we'll probably just ignore the poll anyways, because picks are like the best part of the show for right. us. Agreed. Yeah, Agreed. <laughs> Sound strategy. I always get good stuff out of the picks. So Yeah, me too. One thing that, that I think is funny stuff. is that AJ like always picks stuff that is only in like Utah County. Yeah, and so we we have listeners all over the world, and I'm like, I'm always sitting there going, "Sorry, guys, come visit." I guess no, it's there's no sorry about it. One thing that I think is interesting too about just the lifespan of the podcast is that there were some big JavaScript conferences and you know events going on, but over the last two years, the the language and community have grown leaps and bounds. I mean, just huge. There are conferences all over the place. There are all kinds of interesting things going on, um, people writing new libraries that do new things. I just get so excited when I hear about some of the stuff that's going on. I look at some of the stuff that we can – JavaScript as a language has just progressed massively. Like I've been looking at uh, RethinkDB and their query API, and I was just like, wow, this is fascinating. This language is becoming even more ubiquitous than it has been in the past because people have embraced it as ubiquitous which kind of furthers that prophecy and it makes it even more ubiquitous. I mean, Adam Io, the editor now, aiming to be completely tweakable with just JavaScript and web tech. I mean, it's just, it's amazing. I feel like I really stumbled into learning a language that at least created some career value for me. Like if I stumbled in, I was like, guys, I'm a, I'm an OCaml developer, then I probably would have invested my time. OCaml. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. It would have been a little bit harder for me to get a job. I feel the same, like, I studied Java and C-sharp for a long time, and then one day I, I kind of start dorking around on my own in JavaScript, and I show up at work, and all of a sudden, you're the professional, because no one's writing single-page apps in JavaScript, and no one's making cool things happen in JavaScript. So you go from, like, a regular developer to a senior developer based on your mastery of a language that's relatively, you know, kind of unknown. Right. And it's so, it's so easy. Like, JavaScript is a pretty straightforward language to learn. One of the things that's amazed me about the show is all the crazy texts we've had on, like React, for example, that I was just completely blown away by, that there has yet to be something on that Merrick hasn't played with and doesn't have an opinion on. (laughs) (laughs) That's so true. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Always assume good until proven otherwise. Okay. I have a, a lot of enthusiasm about stuff coming out, and I like to play with it. I don't like to come across super opinionated, but I think I do, which is a little disappointing. Will this be the podcast where we forget to edit out the awkward pauses? <laughs> and you'll know, you'll know the truth. They actually happen. What happens? Like maybe it just, people... it needs to be raw this time. I don't know just, about that. Just We're let just people basking. hear it like it is. I sound way better when, uh, when Mandy edits out all the dissociations and <laughs> if she could drop my voice by a few verbal ticks I have and like increase the resonance and stuff, 
I would appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, that's a phenomenon. Um, is there like Avdi Grim? Yeah, I, yeah, I would exactly. prefer to sound like she could um, use the Avdi Grim filter on my voice. I would appreciate that. I want the Arnold Schwarzenegger filter. Come with me if you want to code. <laughs> oh my god! Edit it out. Oh, dude, that was that was actually that was pretty good. That was pretty good. Uh, I like that one. What about the intro to the shows where she always puts a clip at the beginning of the show? Aren't I like forty five percent of those? Yeah, yeah, just with your mommy yeah. bloggers moment. That was <laughs> yeah. that was like forty five percent of them right there. I don't remember that. You only have to go back a couple of episodes. This is the I home of the mommy, mommy blogger. It was so classic. Oh my gosh. I actually recorded a JavaScript rap that I would like to see made as our intro video from here on out. Our intro clip? Yeah. I'd give I mean, if, if your rhyme support game it. is good enough. I'd like... support it never having heard it or knowing what it sounds like. <laughs> no, no I, you've heard it. I don't know what your rhyme scheme is looking like. Yeah, but... yeah. Spit some rhymes into the mic right now. Let's test it out. Let's freestyle. That's the thing is, I just made it with that auto wrap app for the phone. <laughs> oh no! And then it like spit it out into this like pretty sweet, awesome quality script wrap. You talk in that sort of gangsterish way. I feel like you could be the first programmer who's also a viable Star. rapper. Yeah, I'm tough too. I I I could see that. Rappers are tough. I wouldn't get in a fight with you. No, I know. I'd avoid it. That's right. <laughs> so uh, should we get to the picks? Are we done? Is there more to talk about? We can do some picks. AJ, what are your picks? So what was it that I was going to pick? Oh, let me get to this little gist I've got open here. Oh, 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 yeah. Yeah, I've got something to pick. All right. So what I'm going to pick is the best headphones in the known universe. Actually, just the multiverse, the best headphones, the best ones. They are the Bayer Dynamic DT880s. And I may have mentioned them once before, but they were sitting on my desk here looking so pretty, and I had to mention them again. They are extremely comfortable. As long as you don't get like a metal spur on one of the little edges that cuts your finger, that could be uncomfortable. But like they're really, really comfortable around your head. You can wear them for hours and hours and hours and hours and forget they're there. The sound is great. They're touted for having a very neutral sound, not being like too bass heavy or too treble heavy, just like really authentic to what the recording is is what a lot of the reviews say. And, and I really enjoy them. I think that if you listen to any type of uh, classical music, you definitely need some open back headphones. And these are open back. They're probably not as good for listening to more clubby music, but they're great for, I mean, I love listening to everything on them, but I, I do notice that with my closed back headphones, they sound a little bit more awesome for some of that bassy type stuff. And if you are hardcore, which I mean, if you're going all the way, why not be right? You get the 600 ohm version, which I don't know if it's actually any better than the other one, but you have to have an amplifier in order to listen to them. So then not only are you too cool to carry them around with you, but you can't use them unless you have additional equipment. So it really just makes you a boss. I love that at first you're like, you're trying to act all distinguished. It's really good for, you know, classical music, but if you're a boss, you'll ump. The amperage. So I just picture you listening to Beethoven at like, like horrible volume amounts and just being amazed. Do they make I, Justin I Bieber can't. sound any better? I got a relatively cheap amplifier. Yes, Bieber sounds even better. Um, I got a relatively cheap amplifier. It was only a couple hundred dollars, you know. So I can't actually turn them up loud enough to get the headphones to really go. 
I probably should have bought the lower end version, not lower end, but this, not the 600 ohm version, like the 100 ohm or whatever it is. But somebody was like, dude, if you're going to get them, you got to get this one because they're better. They sound so much more awesome. I don't think that any human being can actually tell the difference. So I, I don't necessarily recommend that you actually get the 600 ohm version. Probably just get the one that's cheaper that would work with an iPod without an amplifier. Awesome. It's only like $5 cheaper. All right, Merrick, what are your picks? So I think I'm a real tender-hearted guy because I always have kind of sentimental picks, but I'm going to pick the show. I love you guys. I feel very blessed to be on the show. In fact, you know, there have been times when I've gone out to speak at conferences and people will come up to me and talk about the show. And, you know, you forget that people actually listen to the end of this microphone because we're just recording on Skype out of our offices. And the show has a real positive impact on you know, what I feel is my contribution to the world. So I'm really grateful to be a part of the show. My second pick is Rethink DB. I've used Couch and MongoDB a fair amount, but mostly I've spent my time in relational databases. I am really enjoying Rethink DB. It's got some really solid query languages for JavaScript, Python, Ruby. They're kind of taking a DSL-ish approach, but they have a lot of interesting things like, you know, built-in sharding, built-in synchronization, kind of like Couch joins. It's just a really interesting database that I'd recommend taking a look at. And those are my two picks. All right. Jameson, what are your picks? So I have four. One is the same pick that I've been picking forever, which is Mountain West JS. Coming up, I think, 13 days now. Um, yeah, it's in like two weeks. Yeah. And I'm super excited and it's going to be really awesome. So if you're in or around the Salt Lake City area or you want to be, come join a first-rate conference. It'll be really good. My second pick is bitelabs.org, and it fits my theme of picking weird jokes that I think are funny that no one else on the podcast laughs at. This is like the grossest thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's fake, but basically it's an ad for a company that will grow meat out of celebrity tissue samples and use it to make artisanal salami. (laughs) I laughed for days when I read this. The website looks like there is a tremendous amount of effort that went into... Uh, oh, yeah, it's it's pretty slick. I hope it's real. Someday I'll be able to eat Evander Holyfield, just like Mike Tyson. It looks like Kanye West is on here, and so is uh, James Franco. My only question is, does it support dead people? Ooh, that's gross. Guys, the jokes that we could be... I'm holding back all the jokes, is all I'm saying. Not okay. Eat dead people. I eat dead people. Uh... <laughs> and okay my last pick it's an ipad app called bottom of the ninth it's an interactive comic it was kind of an experiment by a professor at a university around here i guess it didn't do super well commercially because it's free now but it's still up there to download in the app store and it's just an incredible experience it's a really well written story and, and comic just like the art design is really good too but they did an amazing job of using the medium to do interesting things so there's lots of interaction with the comic and added sound and stuff it's sweet that's all i have to say about it the end awesome aaron what are your picks i'm gonna throw four picks out today so the first one is by the time this podcast is out uh the conference will be going on it so fluidconf it's next week my buddy dave and i are doing one of the keynotes on day two should be pretty fun but it's a really cool javascript conference in downtown uh san francisco my second pick is my JavaScript rap. I hope we can get it put as the soundtrack for the show. <laughs> it's linked in the notes to the show, so go listen to it and vote. Is this royalty-free? Because it sounds about royalty-free quality. 
<laughs> Are you listening to it? I am listening to it right now. If Come I on, click on it, it'll right? play on the show. Dare I do that? I think you do. Yeah. <laughs> you guys can't hear it, but the, the listeners can. They can? Hang on. It won't play. It's defective. It's Dropbox, so it takes a little bit to load. So my next pick is GeoLibJS. My buddy Paul and I, we were doing a, a Hack at Night project here at Domo the other day, and we need to do some geo calculations. So I found GeoLib.js. I'll link it in the notes. But it was wicked easy to do a ton of geo calculations, and we did literally hundreds and hundreds of these calculations in less than a few hundred milliseconds. So it, it was really, really nice, and it saved me from figuring out how to do all the math. And we were able to just bust out a cool project. So GeoLib.js. And the last one is the Instagram API. That's what we were busting out the GeoLib stuff for, was to map kind of where your pictures are and show you your furthest away from home ones and try and detect your home based on your majority of your pictures and the likes and stuff. But it was pretty cool. So the Instagram API is my fourth pick. Awesome. Joe, what are your picks? Uh, I've got two picks today. My first one is something... Well, actually, they've both been picked before. The first one is a repick of Chuck's pick for like the last two or three weeks straight, which was uh, the book Basic Economics, because Chuck kept talking about it. I got a copy and started reading it. I'm only like a tenth of the way in, but I am just absolutely enamored with this. I feel like this should be required reading in order to be like, I don't know, a human. <laughs> That's how I feel. Like, there's so many things that people just don't understand about economics, and they think they do and they don't. And so it leads to so many stupid decisions, not about like personal finance, but about like, you know, what politicians do and how, what we let them get away with and stupid things like that. So it was such an eye opener for me. So I'm going to pick that book. I mean, I, I'm actually going to get it on audiobook and listen to it on a big trip down to California. I've got coming up. And my second pick is going to be Pluralsight.com, which sounds a little self-serving, of course, because I'm an author for them. But I just got out of the author summit for Pluralsight.com this last weekend. That was really cool. The CEO gave a keynote about, you know, the goal and the mission of the company, which was to bring hardcore technical training for developers and IT personnel to the world. And they showed this map of pins of everywhere in the world that they have subscribers. And it's just crazy to see people, you know, in the middle of Africa and all over South America and all over India, you know, rich places in the world, third world countries, people being able to get access to the same, you know, really good quality training for developers. So I'm going to pick Pluralsight because I just really believe in their mission of improving the world with through education. Cool. Awesome. Love it. All right, I've got a couple of picks here. The first one is called Cloud, and it's a Mac app. And what it allows you to do is kind of like a quick, quickie Dropbox. So you can move a file up and it'll copy it up to the cloud, and then it'll copy the link to that to your clipboard, and then you can put it in wherever. I absolutely love it. I've been trying it a couple of times and it's just really, really handy. The second tool that I'm going to pick is Transmit and it's an FTP Amazon S3 client and I really, really enjoy, just I really like how useful it is. So it actually, uh, it'll remember your favorites. So for example, I just copied a whole bunch of files up to Cashfly, who is a new sponsor for these shows and, you know, it just really, really handy. So anyway, I'm going to pick Transmit as well. And my last pick, I, I'm pretty sure I picked this on the show before, but I've been doing some coaching lately and using it. It's called Screen Hero, and it's a screen sharing software. It includes voice, but usually what I wind up doing is muting Screen Hero and using Skype for voice. But uh, it's an awesome app as well. So those are my picks. 
I don't think we have any announcements, so let's wrap up the show. Thanks, you guys, for 100 awesome episodes. Thank you, Chuck. And uh, yeah, thanks, everyone. We'll catch you all next week. Don't panic, they'll be paid for most of us. It won't matter anyway, I feel right.